So here we are at day four of Dead Center Film Festival. We are freaking exhausted. I'm but tired, we're but we're here. We're we're hanging in there. We're on the home stretch, and we're here with one of the winners of the Oklahoma Icon Award. This Kim Voiner. Hello. Welcome to the Oki Show show. And uh, so you are kind of an innovator in the world of VR and AR. So they tell me. So tell our audience. <laughs> That's what my award says. <laughs> According to the to According this thing. to the to the award sitting on my my bed mantle right now. Yeah. <laughs> so just to just to kind of get our audience kind of caught up uh, with what we're talking about, give us a quick overview of what exactly VR AR is. Ooh, like the the elevator pitch, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, that VR is to TV and uh, flatty cinema as flatty cinema was to the theater space. Uh, it's a it's basically taking entertainment and just putting it within a new context of media, uh, which, like any other change in media, requires you to rethink a little bit how you're developing for you know, developing your content for that space. When we when we say VR or 360. Um, we, we typically mean you are immersed uh, in that environment, meaning in 360 space. If you look all around you, you feel like you're in a different space. You might be sitting in your living room or in a gallery, but inside that headset, you could be on the plains of Africa or in outer space uh, with astronauts from NASA or um, you know, any, any number of other places. So it's, it's basically taking flatty entertainment and putting you inside it. Um, for people that are familiar with with Star Trek: The Next Generation, the holodeck is kind of the yeah. the um, the dream of where we want the space to get. The idea that you are not just immersed in a story or even interacting with the story, but a part of the story. Uh, but we're a ways off from that yet. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been interesting to see kind of the uh, evolution of just 3D stuff, and now we have the VR stuff. And right. I'm curious where that's going to go. But you actually own a VR production company in Seattle we called do. Wonder Tech Labs. Indeed. So tell us a little bit about what all that is. What do you guys do? Um, well, we are a, a small VR content and consulting studio. So we, we actually started Wonder Tech with the intent of working in the content side of the space. Uh, we have a piece that's actually in the festival, a music video for the Posies called Unlikely Places. We actually shot that two years ago in 2016, and we've just been hanging on to it, waiting for the space to develop enough to justify releasing it out to the world. Um, we wanted to, to get into that side of the things. I was in filmmaking at the time that we started the company, but the space was not supporting paying for content. I mean, artists are not going to be really surprised to hear that it takes a while for a space to catch up to actually pay artists if they ever do. Right. Uh, and so the event consulting side of things kind of became our bread and butter of our company. I was a film critic on the festival circuit for a decade, over a decade, and I already had a lot of deep roots with festival directors. Um, and so as festivals became interested in wanting to integrate VR 360 they reached out to us and were like, oh, we heard Kim Voiner's doing VR now. Let's get her. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've, we do a lot of work um, both evangelizing the tech, but also in helping festivals understand what it means to bring VR 360 into their festivals, why they should be bringing it in, but then just how to do it. Yeah. Right. And I think Dead Center introduced VR, the 360 stuff, last year. I don't Correct. remember it being around before then. And last like, year was the first year that we brought it out. Yeah. yeah. And so Lauren and I got to kind of experience a little bit about a little bit of the uh, VR stuff yesterday. Yes. And... First of all, it's just really funny watching people watch VR stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. you that can be entertainment yeah. in itself. Yes, that is. Just <laughs> everyone gather around and watch someone watching something. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, for me, like, there's the, uh, the 
kind of the video game stuff where your your character's kind of moving around and you mm-hmm, can't mm-hmm. and you can kind of interact but then there's the film narrative style stuff right where you know you're sitting in a, ch- in a chair specifically that can swivel mm-hmm. so you can sw- swivel around and see the 360 view yeah. but <laughs> but you have people with their headphones on and their goggles and they're looking around at at the the world around them and you can't see it. It's, not, it's almost, you can't it's see almost it, yeah. like if you were in a... When we first started working in the space, I used to joke that it's almost like wandering into a mental institution <laughs> where everybody around you is schizophrenic and they're all seeing and talking to different things that you can't see. Yeah, um, people are reaching out. But here they're in headset, right? And that, and honestly, like what you what you, what you you talk about, about, you know, quote unquote, how people look funny in VR, honestly, is part of the barrier to access to getting people to be willing to put a headset on because people mm-hmm. don't want to look stupid. Yeah. Um, like one of the problems that we that we've had not problems but issues that we've had to overcome like uh, demoing at say South by Southwest where people are drinking a lot of alcohol <laughs> while also oh, yeah. consuming entertainment content. Yeah, what um, could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong with with combining frat boys, alcohol, and VR? Yeah, mm. um, you know, but like literally when you're when you're in a context which we sometimes are where we're demoing content you know within the context of a VIP party where there's alcohol being served or any kind of space where people are consuming uh, alcohol around VR. Uh, it's good on one hand because it can lower people's inhibitions um, mm-hmm. to being in VR and it can and it can make it easier for them to put that headset on, but then you have to have your docents be really mindful about like not letting people bother someone when they're in VR. It's, you, know, you have to kind of create a sacred space and a sense of safety right. because you, you're putting people in a position of vulnerability. Yeah. And so like understanding that is part of what we do as producers, helping a festival understand how this is different than traditional cinema, thinking through things like, you know, if, like with, with the Seattle um uh, installation that we're doing there, which is much bigger, uh, we had to think about things like we have to have a, a bag check where people can put their bags because when you're wandering through a space for 90 minutes, you don't want to have a lady have to set her purse down where people could rummage through it or steal it. Sure. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to have a big backpack where somebody could trip over it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then just creating a, a sense, a little bit of a sense of privacy when you can, can be really essential, especially for certain pieces that are more uh, intimate and close you want to have a sense of privacy yeah and we weren't, we weren't really able to accomplish that much with the space we have here because this is set up more like a tech conference almost we have this tech yeah. center thing going on um, and we we like to set things up like a gallery more than an arcade you say you know you talk yeah. about gaming um, if you saw some of the content here yesterday you know like we aren't we don't have any really what I would consider gaming content in this program um, and even in, in Seattle, where we have eight interactive pieces, there's only two that are that are what I would consider VR gaming, and we have those mainly to be family accessible. Right. Um, so when people come in with nine to thirteen year old kids, and they're like, "I don't want to see a documentary. Yeah. Don't you have anything fun? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. kid. Here, go throw some virtual snowballs. Okay. Yeah. Here, let mommy go watch some documentaries. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But as a company, we're really interested in curating VR and 360 content as contemporary digital art. Uh, I don't really have a lot of interest myself. I'm not a gamer. I don't have a lot of interest myself in the gaming side of VR. Yeah. I have a lot of interest in how we take the game mechanics that have been developed for gaming um, in Flatty and in VR and applying those to interactivity and storytelling. There's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of overlap with branching narrative as, as it's developed in certain video game contexts, with branching narrative as it's being developed in 360 and VR space. Yeah. Like the ability for you to direct which direction the story is going to go to right. make a Interactive choice. Right, videos and stuff. Exactly, you know, like on the, on the 360 side, when we get into things like gaze control, it's more about like choose your own adventure. You might remember the choose your own yeah. adventure books from when you were a kid, yeah. you know, do you go through this door or that door? Yeah. <laughs> and then it takes you down a different path. Like that's kind of the early phase of branching narrative as we're seeing it yeah. start to emerge awesome. in the VR space. 
Yeah, I want to see, you know, I'm waiting for the space to develop where, where the combination of virtual reality and artificial intelligence um, and other technologies as they start to develop um, lets me be in a physical room like this with mixed reality glasses on where you guys would be virtual characters, but where our interactivity is being informed by an AI. So yeah. you're learning from me as I'm interacting with you and it's informing the way those characters respond to me and, and literally writing the story wow. for each user as you're experiencing the story. Like ultimately that's where I'm interested in seeing the space go. Mm -hmm. we're, we're a ways out from getting there, but we're, we're getting there. How far out do you think we are from from something like that? From, you know, from something that's more authentically like a holodeck type kind of thing where you're actually interacting with a story. I would say at least a decade. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe a couple of decades. Um, it's it's important for people who are investors in the space, on the content side, especially, um, to understand that that it's a space that requires a long runway. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of R and D involved to figuring out how to push against the fabric of a technology and how to evolve the storytelling in a technology, and that doesn't happen overnight. You can't necessarily map out. Um, a low-level indie budget for something where you're trying to push the tech in an emerging technology where you have to do R&D and like literally where you're inventing things as you go along. Yeah. That don't um, exist. You yeah. know, like I, I can't, you know, <laughs> so it's it's very, um, that's been part of the challenge in this space is, is having the ability for investors to understand the need for that long runway and to give artists room to explore, to, to have the 10,000 hours of experience that it takes to become an expert in a space. Wow. And we're only yeah. like three to four years into most people, like even like Nathaniel and I started this company in late 2014 is when we started working in this space and we started working on content in, in 2016, Heart Yum more seriously. And uh, most people have only been developing content in it for a couple of years. Like that's not a yeah. lot of hours to develop expertise. Like we're in the like early, the early stages. stages. Yeah. I, you know, I like to say like if you think about the history of cinema with the arrival of a train and the Lumiere brothers in the late 1800s, you know, when people were literally jumping out of their seats because they thought that train was going to come through the wall at them. That's what I was just thinking yeah. that we're kind of on this ground level. We're not right much now, further than that. Like we really are. We're still making fun of the people sitting and swiveling around in their yeah. chairs. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, like, and that's what made me think of that. Like yeah. when you say, you know, the people like pointing into the air, like that's very it's that analogous period. to that to yeah. that period. And so when people get impatient and say, oh well, the content in VR is, isn't worthwhile yet it's very demo-y it's all just demos and stupid stuff well okay so arrival of a train yeah. was not star wars it took 120 yeah. plus years for cinema to to evolve from that'd that be, point uh, to that point that'd be a great can you imagine if the the inventor of uh of just cinema in general was like i've got a great new invention Star Wars, just like <laughs> that's the way it starts. Blew it out of the yeah. park with the <laughs> right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah like where would we just, be now? Yeah. yeah, that's not how technology works. You know, it takes yeah. a while. Yeah. Cool. So I'm actually curious because I have I have worked around VR very limited. It's been interesting as a sound guy experiencing kind of this new dabbling in this technology mm -hmm. because you know I'm used to being able to get a boom in there. I'm, I'm used to not having to rely. 100% on wires on actors and stuff like that to be able to tell the story with sound. Mm -hmm. So when you can see 360, ah, where do I go? So I'm curious, how do you, how do you uh, deal with obstacles like that on the technical side mm -hmm. of you know merging filmmaking techniques with you know the technology of 360? Specifically in sound or, or with the video and the I'm audio? I'm curious specifically in sound because yeah. I'm selfish. <laughs> with, um, so like with, with sound, uh, you know, and when you're in 360, there haven't been a whole lot of pieces yet that I feel like have really fully taken advantage of, of the ability to have you know, true spatial audio uh, and and the ability to like use audio in 360 to, you know, if I want, you know, if I want to make you turn your head, 
the opposite direction, 180 degrees, like having a sound that pops behind you that makes yeah. you turn your head just like in real life. If you heard mm-hmm. the door open down there, you'd both turn your heads down there to see who's coming into the room right now. Yeah. And why are they coming in without a key? And who has a key to Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. That, and that could be such an interesting and cool, immersive storytelling device in 360. That's and, what, and a lot of people haven't figured out how to use it, though, right? Yeah. And so, like, one of the things that you that you can do is, you know, there's spatial audio mics that you can put in the middle. We did that, um, like, with, when we shot with the Google Jump Rig, you could put a spatial audio mic right in the center, center of the rig, and it's going to kind of pick up the sound ambisonically yeah. all around. You can hide lav mics around 360 space and record mm-hmm. individually in different areas, and then within Premiere, um, if you're editing in Premiere, there's plugins that allow you to, to use spatial audio and to drop that audio like really precisely. Yeah. Um, within. Is it five? It's not 5.1 surround, is it? I mean, because like. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, there's there's a difference between spatial audio. Yeah. And um, you know, the only piece that I've really seen so far that I feel like really makes significant use of spatial audio for storytelling is this piece called U-Turn, which is actually not in this program. It's it is playing at SIF. She made it a couple of years ago, uh, this uh, awesome artist, Natalie Matha, and and she actually tells two sides of a story of a startup from a female perspective and a male perspective of a woman that's working for a startup and her male counterpart. And depending on which way you turn your head in the story, you hear the audio from that side of the story and the other audio uh-huh. fades out. And so if you want to hear both really sides cool. of the yeah. story, you have to turn your, you know, you have to, you'd really have to listen, watch the story like listening to it both sides if you wanted to hear both sides yeah but just like in real life if i'm tuned into you and not listening to her conversation over there it's going to fade out and i'm not going to really register it right and natalie did a really good job i think of figuring that out um here in the sif program we have this piece unraveled which is the first piece out of the berkeley school of music to uh, explore spatial audio and it's a really lovely piece um uh, it's, it's purely music and CGI, uh, and they recorded the uh, the choral part of it in spatial audio with all the musicians, the singers around a spatial audio mic, um, and it's quite impactful. I think you'd enjoy listening to that. I'm gonna one. have to check that out. Yeah. man, we could nerd out about this all day long. So, but I know you got yeah. some more people that um, you need to talk to. So, I want to go ahead and let you go. But uh, Kim Voiner, where can we find you? More information about you online? Uh, you can find us online at wondertechlabs.com. It's tech T E K. Um, and that's where we are. You can see what all we've been up to and, and what we're working on. And if you have a VR need, we're happy to talk to you about how we can help you out. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming yes, on the show. Thank thanks you. for being here, guys. So that was cool. We got to uh, actually kind of experience some of the VR stuff after we got done talking to Kim. Yeah. And holy balls. Wowzer. Quite literally, holy balls. Because the one I, one of them that I, that I watched. Go on. One of the words and things. One of the ones that I watched was uh, the history of testicles. Evolution of testicles. The history of testicles. The history of <laughs> testicles. Tell us about the testicles. It was a very, very, very Irish. It was like a PSA huh. hosted by a comedian that I know I've seen, but I can't remember what his so name is. So many of those words I would not have connected. Uh, Irish comedian testicles. Okay. Yes, exactly. I mean, like, and but it why was not? truly the most Irish thing I've seen in a long time. Huh. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. It was interesting. But let's let's talk about the music video. Yeah, the Posies music video. Wow. Um, so many thoughts there. First, I love like the colors and the vibe and this actual music. Like I dig it. It's my kind of, it's my kind of thing. I I really loved it, but it is so, (laughs) but, but it is so intimate and it really truly feels personal. And I had, I didn't, 
know really before that moment that I have personal space issues. And when the musicians are literally 360 around you constantly and you like turn and they're right there and they're just, they're right they're there. They're like in your and personal it's in, space. And it's in this really cool way that they create it where it's kind of like a recap, almost like, I don't know, I don't know tech terms, like ghosting or like, where you go, is that a thing? <laughs> they're, they're just ghosting you left and right. But they're like on repeat ghost. Yeah. That's that's the official term. So, but they're just like you got posy ghosted. I got posy ghosted. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. Uh, Drawing on yesterday, I really do sound like not letting the millennial light in me die right now. But anyway, but that it really honestly freaked me out. I got my pulse up, and I felt very uncomfortable. I was blown away, and I appreciate it. But the the intimate was too intimate for my non intimate self. Yeah. See, for me, uh, I think that the personal space issue with the uh, the Posey's music video is very triggering for different reasons between men and women. Because for you, it was a very kind of like threatening. No, it creepy. could be women. It could be children. It could be a dog. It could be the cutest little baby holding a puppy. And I'd still be like, uh, uh, oh, really? okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a space issue. And just it's there, just your just thing. it's just my thing. I think yeah. I, I wanted to drop some elbows out and be like, get back, but you can't cause it's virtual. Yeah. And yeah. I had no control. For, see, for me, like I, I, you know, you're swiveling around in the chair, and then you turn, and it's like, "Whoa, dude!" Right in my face. I'm like, right "Get out there. of my face, dude!" Oh, you, you just want the, the macho like, dude. Yeah, I was like, like, "See here, dude! Get out of my face!" <laughs> I just had some <laughs> self-awareness, like, "Oh, I do hate people." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Now I know. So, and that was the art piece. <laughs> and that was the art piece. But it really was amazing. Um, and honestly, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but. I think looking back on this year's Dead Center, not only the Oki shorts are going to stand out to me, and not only um, the Jurassic Games epicness of mm-hmm. awesomeness, but the virtual, that that's going to stand out to me. Because um, it's just so different. It is so different, and the potential, and yeah. I mean, whenever you listen to the interview, um, she knows so much. I mean, all, I think I had two words during the interview, which yeah. was awesome, and yeah. Right, um, because I was just you blown just away. You feel very dumb in the presence yeah, of people like, like I'm that. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not worthy. Like true Wayne's World <laughs> experience, um, but she's awesome, and it, she's the expert in the field. And if you haven't checked it out, it'll probably be back next year, and you need to explore that. And it's very cool because it's the future. Cool. I mean, like we're looking at the future with that kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to deal with my issues. <laughs> You're gonna have to get over your personal. I'm space gonna have issues. to accept people in my grill. Apparently, yep, but. We have time. Yep. So we are here with Mr. Ryan Merriman and Mr. Adam Hampton. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So, Ryan, you've been in a couple movies, a couple little teeny tiny movies. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Was it a couple? You've been in Luck Luck of the Irish. Uh huh. You've been in Final Destination Two. Three. Three. Close. That was a test, and you You passed. You had a a fifty (laughs) percent chance to get that right. (laughs) Right. And uh, you were also in 42, and I totally, I totally forgot about that, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Dixie Walker was, he was the captain of the Dodgers when Jackie joined on. So, yeah. yeah. He was actually the one that the teammates kind of looked to to start that whole petition, unfortunately. So, that's, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you got to act across from freaking Black Panther himself. Yep, Chadwick Boseman and, and Harrison yeah. Ford. It was a it was a tall tall order. Jeez, uh, but, uh, that's amazing. It was, that's crazy. It was fun. Amazing. And then Adam, man, you've you've got such a long history of Oklahoma film. Like you've been. <laughs> Next year is your Icon Award. I swear. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're never having me back. 
But you're with Outsiders Productions. You've been a freaking staple in Oklahoma film, both in acting and writing and directing. Like, what? Give us kind of a list of some of the things that you've done. Uh, well, of course, uh, lucky to be here with Ryan. We were both in Jurassic Games this year, and then uh, was uh, proud to be a part of the Grave, Kyle William Roberts, uh, sort of superhero noir flick. And then um, I've been working on a, a web series called Rough Cut. We're in the final stages of uh, post-production on that, and hopefully releasing that later this year. And then um, Outsiders currently is working on a, uh, a music documentary series called Play It Loud. And you can, Which is uh, really good. You can see that where? Uh, Playitloudshow.com, I believe. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> we have the nod in the background, <laughs> and we're confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need a handler. That was a Secret Service nod right there. Yeah. Like, just a look. Whole other level. Yeah. It's a music documentary series, and we're highlighting one artist a month. And then in August, we're going to bring uh, four artists together, have a, have a benefit concert at the Grand Casino. So definitely check that out. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. great. So this is this is the last day of Dead Center Film Festival. How are you guys feeling? Are you still hanging in there? I'm, I'm hanging in, man. It, it, they've they've kept us busy you know, between <laughs> yeah. between uh, between uh, photos and and panels and interviews, um, and then of course, you know, I think like like Adam said, we we always support each other. So I I actually just got out of the mm -hmm. grave watching him and and then our our friend Rhett, um, who was also in Jurassic Games. So it's just been a ride, man. We finally got to enjoy some of uh, some of the other artists today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's was, that's a great thing about Sunday is that you like you just been balls to the wall from Thursday to Saturday, <laughs> and then Sunday you can get some, you can see the second screenings of a lot of those things. Yeah, I, we're gonna try to catch you people, which we missed on Thursday. Yeah, it was sold out. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We've been trying to you know. We've been we, abusing we've our been press pass totally real bad. Abusing the press yeah. privileges. <laughs> just like everyone, get <laughs> out of my way and, and let me in. in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're press people. Sorry, right. not sorry. We're not the average viewer. Just gonna sit on the floor. We have words. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I don't have any other voices, or I would have chimed in on yeah. that. <laughs> Just wait this one. Yeah. <laughs> so with the Icon Award. <clears throat> Mr. Ryan Merriman, yes. um, you're originally from Choctaw, right? I sure am. Yeah, I actually reside there currently. You okay? So you do live there right now. Do you have a house in LA as well? Or? Well, no, I got a, I got a spot in LA. So my wife and I moved back about uh, two years ago. Nice. And uh, you know, we'd been in LA for 15 years, and, and fortunately, I've done enough and and met enough cast directors and know enough people to. It kind of just seemed with you know Dropbox and and the you know the quality of cameras these days, they were asking for self tapes anyway. So I said, why, you know, why? Am What's I spending, the point? Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. are you spending this much money on rent when you can go buy a house and it's a mortgage mm -hmm. payment? Man, so, for yeah. real. Yeah. So I mean, and you know, obviously, the, the the Oklahoma's pretty deep in my roots and in my blood, and and my whole family's here, all my best friends, and um, my parents still have are here and have land. So it, it was fine. it was kind of a win win uh, whenever we could. Jump up, jump out, and, and cut ties, and nobody really cared that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also didn't hurt that that I started as soon as I got here. I did a, a TV series called In the Rough. Um, That's right. I missed out on that. I could. I wanted to work on that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. It was like a it was like a redneck Caddyshack with the writers from uh, Rudderless. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, not not too far after that, we started Jurassic Games. So it's it's been a, a very blessed and, and happy ride transition home for sure. That's so cool. Like, and I want to since we're we're kind of a technical podcast, we like to get behind the scenes and like help people get information of how to do certain things and aspects within the industry. So with that, I want to touch a little bit on like somebody who wants to be an actor, a for real actor, living in Oklahoma. How would one go about doing that? 
I don't think there's an answer to be honest, man. It's it's just it's your inner drive. It's it's uh, it's how much how bad you want it. I mean, obviously acting classes and and uh, with Michelle DeLong, my acting. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, nice brought to you by yeah. Magnetown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Um, you know, and 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 just you know, getting out there and meeting other other people. I mean, you know, places like this, Dead Center Film Festival, and getting out here and and meeting producers, meeting directors. Uh, Maybe even taking uh, monologues or, or scenes from films and, and you know doing your your own spin on it and putting it out there. I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways nowadays. I started so young. I, I kind of skipped all this this you know crazy world of, of Instagram and, and yeah. media, social media. I, <laughs> oh I man, went, you missed out. Let yeah. me I'm so you. glad. I, that's what I mean. I, I honestly told I, I tell people all the time. You know I. I'm I'm lucky, man. I'm so yeah. lucky and blessed to, and I still I still have to bust my ass and work, you know, work every day to to get work. So there's no there's no rhyme or reason or, or when or how. I don't think. So sorry if I didn't answer that. Correctly. No, I think that, I mean that is an answer right there. You got to yeah. want it, you know. Yeah. You got to freaking persevere. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Adam, you can probably touch on that yourself because you are a true blue Oklahoman, you know, born and raised and all that, and you're. Now you're at freaking Jurassic Games, a freaking lead, <laughs> right. playing in China. And yeah. what what markets are you guys in? All, all, all of, of the, the markets. markets. All the markets. <laughs> playing all of the markets. And it's on VOD, all the VOD platforms. This uh, June 12th. Yeah. Yeah. July 3rd as well. For so, Adam, what was your what was your path that led you to the games? Uh, man, I've just uh, I've done a lot of failing, <laughs> and then I just kept failing a little bit better each time. Yeah. over the years. Oh, I like that. Um, I didn't. I mean, this, and as we were discussing Dead Center University earlier, I didn't have any access to that kind of thing. Um, I knew I liked to ride. I, I loved to ride as a uh, as a young man. I got a full ride uh, to college for writing, but. Still no acting, nothing like that until like my senior year of college. Started writing some commercials for a class, fell in love with the idea of somebody else saying my words out loud. And then realized that uh, whenever I started shooting movies that I knew I would be there where a lot of actors would call five minutes before it was time to shoot and for some reason, you know, their dog was sick or something. So yeah. I started That's acting I in my own stuff. Right. So and I looked then, in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that one, but I've heard that voice. I'm very unsettled by it uh, and strangely aroused. Um, but I, you know, I think what Ryan said is definitely the way that I've gone because I um, I went to I was going to festivals with my terrible movies that were uh, they were very kind to let me play and I met people. I watched other people's films. I worked hard. I tried to learn. I tried to be better. And then you start developing uh, uh, contacts, you know. Yeah. And then you meet, you meet, say, you know, Ryan Belgart at, at a festival, and you talk to him, and you ask him, how do you, how do I get to the next one? And and, and then you talk to a Kyle Roberts or, or whoever. Uh, and I think that's really important. And that's something that Dead Center does really well here, is I, I think they're very uh, focused on building a community, and yeah. you can benefit yeah, from that if you if you show up. That's and the one, and they've well, they've done it. They've done it because yeah. this is actually I, I've been to the <clears throat> I've been down there for the film festival before. I've never been a part of it. I, I got a rule: unless I have a movie, uh, I don't go to the film festival. Sure, um, but uh, it's amazing the amount of people that that show up. Uh, oh, man, yeah. it, it's been. I mean, we took over downtown Oklahoma City, and yeah, and our, I mean, we had a four hundred and something person theater for our screening, and it was sold it out. It was yeah. packed. Yeah, and that's yeah. so cool. It's yeah. so encouraging, yeah. and that's also inspiring to young filmmakers. Once you guys get to be a part of, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, it, uh, I remember when Dead Center made the transition because they used to show more films, and then they, they cut it down, and they, they showed about half the films, but they started playing films twice. And because they were getting such fantastic uh, audiences, and it wasn't just filmmakers like bringing you know, the same 15 people. It was like the community, yeah. Oklahoma City coming out and people were really interested in it. And, and so they need these two screens. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, they really it's do. exciting. It's electric around here, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So let's touch on the Icon Award that you you have won now. So you're now you're up there with Wes Studi, up oh, there gosh. with... Um, I got, <laughs> no, help me out. With Wes Studi. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> did we say... And Gary Busey. Yeah, you're up there with yeah. Gary Busey. Yeah. Yep, yep. <clears throat> and uh, and Alfre Woodard. Yeah. Yes, that's fantastic. James Marsden. James Marsden. Yeah, man. I you know I I kind of told Lance whenever they they did that. I said I don't th- I don't think my name and icon should be in the same sentence. But I've been really lucky and blessed and and fortunate to do what I've done for the last 22 years and and do what I love. So. You know, if that gets me that status, then man, I'll, I'll take it, I guess. But uh, I think I got maybe another thirty or forty to to prove that. So, well, <laughs> we love having you around, man, and and uh, thank mm-hmm. you for everything that both of you guys have done to be a part of the Oklahoma film community. I know it's 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 just cool. It's so cool because like with Dead Center U, I get to you know see those students right. and see their bright-eyed faces, right. and like they are so stoked to be a part of Dead Center and all this stuff. You know, because of people like you. Well, I mean, that's where it starts. You know, yeah. we, you know, he he's he does a lot more of the triple threat thing. But you know, as an actor, I, you need these creative young minds and and these stories and and these you know these DPs and and mm-hmm. writers that can give us something to play with. And and if we can show up and encourage them at all, and it's it's only going to make what we love that much stronger. So. Yeah. I'm all about it, man. If I if I could sleep in my house and, and walk onto a, a ten million dollar movie in you know a couple of years here in Oklahoma, I'd Knock be, on wood. I'd be yeah. singing into my prayer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's where I think it's headed. I think you know I think Atlanta, you know they're they're actually taking legislative uh, the you know the people in our house that are a part of this and they're taking them to Atlanta and showing like look this is how it works. It's a business, mm-hmm. and you know I think I think it's still a little new and. And we're going to get the state, you know, a little bit more on board each each time. But, you know, Tava, uh, she's working really hard on on getting our budgets a little bit bigger and, and mm-hmm. bringing more. They're actually turning away big films because yeah. we can't provide the incentive they need. Um, you know, it's it's a 35, uh, 30 to 35 percent cash back on on films. But our our. You know our retainer or our kitty, as you could say, yeah, isn't isn't big enough for these huge films. So um, I think one day soon we'll be there, and and like I said, we could be who knows we could be building uh, what they did in Atlanta. We could have huge sounds. That's what I'm saying, man. I keep look, I keep hearing about these shows moving out to Atlanta, and I'm just like, you sons of Mm. and New Mexico. I mean, we're right in the middle. Yeah, Yeah. we're so close, but we we gotta you know keep pressing on to get it there. So uh, before we let you guys go, I know I'm kind of put, kind of putting you on the spot with this last one, but I want to uh, see. Do you guys have any? What's your favorite onset stories from shooting Jurassic games? Do you have any? Oh, <clears throat> I well, there's hate, the I one. I hate it every day. There's the there's one. The one. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, well, for me, the, the funniest thing for me was uh, we. I, I was in a suit, um, long sleeve shirt, black suit, black tie. <laughs> And we were shooting, uh, you know, I would say at least eight or nine hours in, in that, that room. 
but you know it was such a the the set was built inside boiling point um and you know you just can't you can't have air conditioning and yeah. good sound at the that's same time that's my fault <laughs> yeah you know you can't you can't have good sound and ac and it was so funny because uh, we'd be doing these big scenes and it, i had to have like my own fan crew i, I had, yeah. <laughs> I had oh, five fans such and, a diva. and and so. bounty I figured out the best uh, paper towels for blotting sweat is actually is actually brawny. Brought to you by brawny. A lot of plugs yeah. today. A lot of plugs. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, but that was always that was kind of a funny thing for me is I just it, it was so sweet. I'm like you feel like such a you know I'm a pretty independent you know take care of myself kind of dude. But yeah, I, I was like after every take, it's like okay fan crew and it's like four, four or five people <laughs> plotting me down <laughs> well and then you did your pickup scenes outside in the dead of summer oh, <laughs> yeah it's like 100 degrees fun. in your black suit yeah but i mean hey yeah like i said this was so much fun for me and and to get to work with so many talented oklahomans and and such beautiful locations i mean when you really i always try to do that i mean i think a lot of people when you're working you're you're, you're you know you're sleeping minimal hours and you're working maximum hours and every once in a while you just got to look back and go man this is cool i'm getting yeah. paid i'm getting paid to do this and yeah. and and look at this view i mean we were All right we were, yeah. on a, we were on a lake i mean yeah. you know looking at boulders and mountains and i don't know i, I can't pick out i mean if i start picking out days i'll be here for a very long time <laughs> I, 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 there were a lot of great experiences I, I will say that there was an overall tone that i would go back to and uh the ryan uh and I'm not. He's not sitting right beside me. That's, I wouldn't say this. <laughs> no, Ryan said a really, really uh, warm tone, and and there were. It was an ensemble uh, film, so there were a lot of people, and it felt the, the it felt uh, it was like the, the beautiful aspect of independent filmmaking. There was yeah. a lot of camaraderie. Film camp, man. It, that's exactly what it was, and everybody was pushing each other. Our first few days, we were there in the studio, so. You know, we got to see Ryan come in. We got to see Perry come in, and and these are people that are. And it's inspiring to be on set with these, with these big guns, and <laughs> and, and and you know, Merriman's is as down to earth as anybody. So it and and he's living here. So it's kind of like, wow, okay, this guy's doing this. This is yeah. awesome. This guy was was hanging out with Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and real deal sitting right in our backyard. I buy him a beer. He's, yeah, he's yeah. being too nice. And it's uh, yeah, you yeah, I want a beer. No, actually, owe you. But yeah, he no. that, so. <laughs> But the thing is, is there was this. That's that's that was the 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 setting. That's that was the mood um, uh, that we started out with. And after that, it's it's almost athletic. You're all, it's like a basketball team or something. Everybody wants everybody else to be better. So they can be better. You want to raise your game. Everybody's uh, raising their game from the from the crew to the cast. And so just coming to set and wanting to push yourself as hard as you can, that's, like, that's, that's beautiful. I, yeah. had a, I had a blast. It's freaking sick, man. Yeah. Well, congratulations to uh, everybody involved with Jurassic Games for winning the, the Grand Jury Award. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, not, awesome. let's not give that to everybody. Let's just <laughs> let's keep that to the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Delgar, he, he, he got that one for a reason, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, because I, I know you people – Walked away with that best Oklahoma film, and then you guys got the Grand Jury Award. So, like, man, everybody, like, everybody mm -hmm. has yeah. just been killing it this year. It's so <laughs> freaking cool. That's well, really exciting. I always say that, too. Like, <clears throat> they always say, like, do you want to direct? And I'm, I'm, I always go, uh. And, and you know, um, I always say, you know, actors, actors uh, you know, we, we come in, we do our thing, you know, we have fun. But a director's job doesn't end there. I mean, they're, they're you know, they're editing and color correcting mm -hmm. and, and looping and 
you know, that's months and months of work. Recording so they, audiobooks. yeah, recording, recording audio books, yeah, <laughs> on sale at Walmart. No, <laughs> um, that's the third plug, by yeah. the way. Uh, <laughs> no, but but yeah, I, I always say like the director's the, he's the first one in, the last one out, almost every day. So yep. yeah, big ups to to Bill Garden. He deserved that award for this film. Yep. Well. Well done, guys. Thanks for coming on the yeah. show. Thanks, um, thanks for having us. And uh, hopefully we get to work again. Let's sometime. do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank you guys. for having us. Woo. So we are... We did it. We made it. We survived Dead Center We dreamed the dream and we survived. So how'd you feel? Four days of full Dead Center-ness. It was awesome. And you, you lived to tell the tale. I still have all my body parts. and <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Didn't lose a single one. I didn't lose a limb. So it's... Yeah. Pr- I'm... Two thumbs up. You got that going for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, the one thing, the one big takeaway for me for Dead Center every year is that like whenever I, whenever we're, when we're done and we're packing up and we're leaving, I just want to make another movie. It's very inspiring. And yes, I want to do everything now. I'm like, well, clearly I should now direct and produce. Right. And quit being a teacher and just pursue my acting dreams. Let's do it, Lauren. Yeah. Let's shoot another sketch. Well, that I can do. <laughs> I can commit to sketches. I think we actually have a sketch shoot coming up in a couple of weeks. Actually, I think we do. And now now that I have been, my energy has been reboosted from dead center inspiration, <laughs> it's going to be freaking out of this world. Two people talking to each other about a busted car. <laughs> I think that's the, I think that's the that's premise the way, of the sketch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been a really, really fun time kind of giving you the daily play-by-play. Um, be sure to stay tuned uh, over at okishoshow.com. Uh, if you have not seen some of the sketches that are original, go to okishoshow.com and click on the Sketches tab. Check out all of the original films that we have produced. You can also go and uh, look at the video versions of the podcasts there as well on the YouTube channel. Um, if you would like to be a part of this little community that we are building through Oki Show Show, go to patreon.com slash Oki Show Show and you can be, you, there's all sorts of different slots of donations that you can make. Just be a part of it and you'll get yeah. cool behind the scenes stuff and you'll be able to get um, cuts of the podcast before it actually is released to the public and, uh, and all that jazz. And we'll call you a friend. We'll call you a friend. I will come to your house, and I will shake your hand. And say, thank you, friend. Yes. While you are on the toilet, I will knock on the door <laughs> and be like, excuse me. Thank you. Excuse, excuse me. And, and I'll let myself back out. Yes. <laughs> right. So if your alarm goes off in the middle of the night. No worries. Nope. Don't worry about it's it. It's just Brian in the shadows. Yep. Lurking. Saying thank you. Lur- thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, friend. <laughs> and on that note. And on that creepy note. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>